Uh, finish my pregame drink. Uh, it's just water. This is not Anchorman. <laughs> <laughs> and now for the news. Let us pray. Gracious, loving God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for this chance to come before you. We give you thanks for the gift of your word. God, guide us that we may hear you clearly and speak your truth. In Jesus' most holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good evening, friends, and welcome uh, to a post-Easter edition of Scripture Talk. Um, I am a significantly healthier human than I was 24 hours ago. Um, I am Pastor Trey Comstock. With me, as ever, is the full crew. Sister Brandy Dudley. Pastor Scott Ketchup. And on the ones and twos. Brother Stacy Tyler. Yes, so we all all survived Easter. Um, uh, In some cases, only barely. Um, So I was missing from a lot of our, yeah, crisis risen, crisis risen indeed. We're doing. There you go. By the way, we are doing a post-resurrection <laughs> encounter um, for our scripture. Um, but yeah, so I'm missing from a lot of our content uh, from like Friday, you know, on Friday, uh, because I was extremely sick and never really got better, right? Like the fever went away, um, but I, lim- even yesterday, I limped across the finish line um, oh. for 11 o'clock worship. I was having to pull out all the stuff. Like I was, I was pushing hard. I'm back, uh, here, I'm back here in the office, like. Yeah, no, it was, yeah, no, it was pretty, like, in between, like, you know, 9 o'clock, I showed up to do 9 o'clock, I feel good. The end of 9 o'clock, I'm like, I do not feel good. (laughs) (laughs) And so, James Brown and stuff, I feel bad. Yeah, no, you know, it's it's one of those, like, you know, we are, we do run a drug-free workplace, but you start to understand why the rock and rollers do the cocaines, because it was just like, I need, I just gotta, I need something. And so, you know, I just rested in between services and listened to work music um and you know dug deep and made us made it across the finish line and so now i'm here and i you know i've i so the other problem was whether it was because of the sickness or just because i don't ever sleep well the week of easter i also didn't sleep really for three days um and so yeah i really limped across the finish line this so year you truly were alice cooper in 73 yeah no it was it, this you know <laughs> easter week so as close as i get to real rock star lifestyle i haven't trashed my hotel room yet though <laughs> the first word i am good then later, I have I've made, made a, a terrible mistake. mistake. Yeah, no, it was. I shouldn't have let that woman beat me with uh, a shark. Just, it was, it was, it was rough, but I made it. And now, now I, you know, I slept last night, and I, you know, took this morning through this afternoon off, um, and so I am feeling significantly better. Um, anyways. Happy Easter, friends! It's still Easter. Easter's a season like Christmas. Easter season. It's the Easter season. Um, that will Easter no season. doubt be on your uh, worship exam. Um, Easter is a season, not a day. That's right. Um, so, in the spirit of Easter, we're going to do, uh, as I mentioned, a, a post-resurrection encounter, um, a, this time from John's Gospel. Uh, this is a story of Doubting Thomas and a few other things um, in John chapter 20, verses 19 through 31. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And after he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, then they are forgiven. Then they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, then they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. 
So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nail nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came in and stood among them and said, to, and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hand. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet who have come to believe. Which, by the way, is not the disciples. Uh, any of them. They have all seen. And just pause. And as we read last week, they all, it was just idle talk from the, yeah, the yeah. ladies when they were telling this. Yeah, no, y'all, y'all lying. Y'all didn't did. see the Lord. Anyways, I'll read the last I'll read the little tagline. <laughs> now, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. <laughs> there are the other ones. Again, John's aware. John, John is definitely aware of the other three. Matthew and Luke are definitely aware of Mark. It's not clear if Matthew and Luke are aware of each other. Anyways, um, now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. Uh, but these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing, you may have life in his name. Um, right, so there's a couple things I want to point out. Um, and one of the things is, uh, this is a room full of men. Um, and so... Uh, you cannot read this without a little bit of humor. Right. Jesus is coming into the room and he is telling a joke. Right? Because he knows what he knows what Thomas said. He knows it's Jesus. He knows everything. Right? So he knows what Thomas said. Um and 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 he knows once Thomas sees him, he's not really gonna, you know, or even if he does, I right? But like, he, you know, yeah. this is like Jesus walks in and says, "Pull my finger," right? Like this is the level. This is a room full or, of men. Or Jesus, like going, "Hey, um, funny thing happened to me on the way to heaven." Right. Yeah. And so he's like, "Hey, Thomas, you want you want to do this?" And he's and Thomas is, you know, rolls his eyes and has a spiritual moment, but like. Like, don't... I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. But don't, like, we tell this story, and it's like, and Jesus comes in and says, peace be with you. Then he said, put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. And no, this is a bunch of 30-something-year-old men, and so it's like, hey, Thomas, you want to do this? And Thomas is like... I know what you said I know what you said. Come on in, brother. Like, you know, like... Your finger on like my let hand. let these guys be human, right? Jesus is fully yeah. human. This is Jesus with his bros. It is okay for some of their conversation to sound the way bros talk because that's part of the point. Yeah, uh, keeping it real. I mean, there, yes. we see other post-resurrection deals that he he pauses to eat just to prove I'm not a ghost. I'm not a ghost. I'm really. I'm, I'm really gonna. Here. My, my, that's hey. my my favorite post-resurrection encounter is when he <laughs> yeah. feeds them fish. Uh -huh. I love that because you care again. This is Jesus and his bros. They're eating. They're all watching a little too intently. Jesus, who can read their minds, is what he knows. They think I'm a ghost. I'm going to mess with them. This. I'm going to. I mean, I'm going to digest. Because you gotta think. Think even in that when he was alive and walking on the water. Right. If you're not a ghost, you know. Right. No, it's it's, it's I. So you, hey, y'all have accused me of being a ghost before. So let me do. Is it really me? Well, 
I've got the scars to prove it. Hey, Thomas. Hey, Thomas. You want? You said you were. If I could put your finger, you gonna put your finger in my hand? Let's do this, yeah. right? Like. And I've always said this. Always hit me this thing about uh, uh, Thomas. You know, all there were a bunch of guys. And everybody's yes. getting together. No, really, he's alive. Uh huh. Yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Okay. Because I can just see him looking around and going. Y'all have never agreed upon anything. And we still don't. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But you're all in on this together. Something is. Something's right. right. You know, and this is, we say this every, I guess every year when we do some version of the Thomas story, because it usually comes soon after Easter, um, that it's time to to do, you know, whatever version of the the Mm -hmm. Doubting Thomas story. Um, And. You know, he does get a bad rap because all he's asking for is the same thing that they all, the rest of them had. And I think there's also this, the, like, this is a preview of the struggle of evangelism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? That there is a deeper point here, and the deeper point has nothing to do with Thomas's character. And has everything to do with the fact that our evangelistic task is incredibly difficult. Because... What the other disciples are doing, are trying to do for Thomas, is what all of us are trying to do. Yeah. And so there's a side of this that simply says, yeah, um, it's tough out there, friends. Like, one of the things, you know, the Bible does show major evangelical successes, right? You know, you think about Peter on Pentecost. You think about some of the high points of Paul, Paul's career. But we often leave out the low points of Peter and Paul's career and all the times when it, when Jesus' work didn't work, when Paul's work didn't work, when Peter's work didn't work, and then, you know, here, when all of, you know, the all of the disciples are like, yeah, no, it definitely happened, he's definitely risen. Yeah, right. And you see it with the women, right, as you point out, right? You see it with the, the women coming back, like that, you're, you're nuts. And these are the people who walked with Jesus, who talked with them, who saw the healings, right? They've got a leg up on us. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And when they try to tell the good news of the risen Christ, they can't convince one of their number who had a way better shot of believing um, than your average internet atheist. Um, so, you know, I, I think we should take comfort in this in a couple ways. One, doubt is natural, even for someone who knew Christ for a long time. And, and so there is there is a message to the doubters here which says, guess what, you're in good company. Maybe Thomas but, thought it was like April Fool's Day or something. Right, so who knows, right? Um, but the other part of it is there's hope for us who are evangelists yeah. uh-huh. that when our efforts don't work, guess what? You're also in, whether you're a doubter or an evangelist who is struggling with doubters, you can go, eh, I'm in good company. I can find myself in this text. But divine intervention is a good tool for doubters because go back to last week's scripture about the women at the tomb. They're thrown off. They don't see him. They're perplexed. And then two men come up with. And they need the interpretation. They need to, yeah, you know, remember how he told you that he said A, B, C, D. And it hit their head. Oh, he did say that. He yeah, did yeah. Boom, yeah, go tell him. Then it hit Peter after he had a moment. Y'all lying. Or y'all not telling the truth. But then, remember but what how if? He, what if? Boom, he runs off. So now you got down Thomas. He, his name is Missouri. You got to yeah. show me. Yeah. Where, mm. you know, show me the hands. <laughs> then I'll believe it. A week later, divine intervention comes in. We walk. Boom, there right. he is. But again, this is also goes back to the, you know, we aren't evangelizing anybody right right god is yeah. right what we are doing is hopefully planting seeds for folks to for when they do have a divine encounter to be able to recognize it mm-hmm. um and that's really all we're doing 
right, is we are hopefully leading folks and making them more likely to see the divine encounter when it occurs, um, that that is the true nature of evangelism. Uh, some some cool comments in there. Uh, makes you wonder how often that group was sarcastic with each other. Yeah. So they were, and, and we, we right? See it. We see it in, even in scripture. And then, or who started the prank wars? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I, you know, I... I, I I always want us to remember that it is a largely, you know, again, so this would have been people who are able-bodied, you know, this would have been people in their, you know, 20s and 30s and 40s um, traveling across, walking across the country together for years. Yes, there were jokes, there were... Sarcasm. The sons of thunder were not called that because they were genteel yeah, individuals, they, not right, giving yeah. people right. a hard I time. Just, I could imagine like John and Paul, like some somebody like tied their sandals together or something in the middle of the night, or right, <laughs> like all those kind, all those kinds of things. Because again, there is a different there as long as it is done in love, yeah. right? Again, you know, there probably were limits, and Jesus had to manage some disputes, and and you know they didn't get along a hundred percent of the time. Um, there's that you know in those vintage twenty one videos that we, someday I will just show in worship. Um, but you know, there's this moment where like it's just a shot of Jesus praying alone, and you know one of the disciples comes up and goes, "I thought, are you we playing hide and seek?" No, Andrew. I just I am your friend. I just didn't want to be around you right now. And you get the sense, you know, Jesus is often, you know, trying I, to escape because I that, have to go be by myself and pray. I need yeah. to pray. Do, do all of you I need to pray for your souls as well as mine. Do all of you have to be Klingons? Right. And you know, this oh, really is. Yeah, I like that one. This really is though how we relate to this story because, like the, you know, the ladies coming back. We don't get to see it physically for ourselves. Right. We just have the report to right. share. And we are faced with skepticism, and we face with people who uh, – I had extended multiple conversations with someone who's very much Missouri. Show me. Why doesn't God just show me 100% with undeniable proof? And in some ways, it's because, well, then that would eliminate any – need for faith at all but also what is a hundred percent undeniable proof right uh-huh. exactly proof. what is 100 percent undeniable proof I, I i think about that you know as a naturally skeptical person right faith does not come easy to me i think about like what's a standard of evidence that makes something undeniable and what is proof for one person may not necessarily be proof for another because there there are folks that you know will say you know i just i i look at the, the and i and i kind of feel this way right like i look at the scope of the grand canyon and i and i see the reality and grandeur of god then another person might say well no i just see erosion right and it is erosion i understand the natural process by which it happened but i can see, i can see god at work in that <laughs> right or you know i and i hate these billboards because they for the people for whom already agree with this stance, I get it, but it's it's the like you know the picture of a baby's face and like you know proof every uh, proof that God exists and I go, I mean, yes, but if you don't already believe in God, maybe not. That for someone who that is not like 
is like, you know, just give them the Bible. No, because the Bible without interpretation, without someone so, to, to work but, through it, yeah. isn't going to work. So, so years ago when I was at uh, SFA and I was in Chi Alpha, uh, we went to, uh, those of us that were going to be student leaders, went to a thing called SICKM, Student Institute Campus Ministries. And it was in Washington, yeah. up at Bellingham, Western Washington uh, University. And so when we first got there, uh, you know, one of the first things they did is they got to talk and they said, okay, y'all are here because y'all are wanting to lead Bible studies at your campus, you're outgoing, y'all have no issues with sharing uh, the gospel with anybody, do y'all? No, no, we're eager. Well, let's load up. Come on, let's just get right to it. And so they drove us to this Washington State University and dropped uh -huh. us off and went, we'll be back in four hours. Uh. Go evangelize. And yeah. so my first walking off, and of course, ironically enough, this was you know, in the 90s, and it was very uh, blown away that the first thing I saw was that they had Starbucks push carts and things. Oh, all nice. At this uh, thing. I'm like, ooh, yeah, this ooh, is going to be nice. Yeah. And all. Well, when we came back, we were very deflated and right. different because so so for one one example was uh sharing with this individual who um very much believed that there wasn't a reason for anything sure and, um I, we are nihilists we, we believe in yes, nothing yes <laughs> yeah. existence is meaningless yeah, yeah. we are nihilists we and believe one of the in things nothing. we found out quickly is having especially still back in the 90s it's not so much now in the bible belt you're accustomed to sharing with people by many mentioning scripture, and most people have at least heard of yeah. or have some bit of respect for the Bible. But we have not Bible. read scripture because we are nihilists. Uh, well, that or they go, okay, it's a book. How's that any different? Right, that's than my that's the whole part of my point. Right, right. That, yeah. That's the thing. And so that's what we got to realize is, you know, yeah. we like to quote scripture, but if someone doesn't already have a basis or understanding or even a faith that that means anything, you're just anything, saying words to them. Right. I should just be quoting from Star Trek. I know, and sometimes. I do um, <laughs> in sermons, actually, right? Um, I, I like, but this is like I I don't. We we do a weekly podcast. We have over a hundred episodes of a podcast called Scripture Talk, right? Bum, bum, bum. And so I I way over hundred episodes at this point. Oh, been, yeah, you know, we're, 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 years, now. years. Yeah. Um, right? And so I believe in the power of Scripture, um, but. This is why, back to our, our, our missionary friend in uh, uh, North Korea. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm grabbing, a, I'm grabbing a prop, Scott. You know, you just hand someone, this is a Bible with my name on it. Um, you just somehow, for audio listeners, I'm holding up a Bible. Um, you just, the Bible itself is the word of God. Um, but just handing someone this book without context. Um, oh, oh, this is the one, this is a dangerous oh, game. What'd you flip to? What'd you do? Then your sister Sodom and her daughters will return <laughs> into their former state. And your sister Samaria and her daughters will return to their former state. Go and be blessed by the word of God. Amen. The word of God for the people of God. By the way, Thanks be God. the thing you just did is called b bibliomancy. <laughs> um, so what Scott just did is, uh, for the audio listeners who didn't catch that trick, um, he took the Bible, uh, he opened it to a random passage, he stuck his finger in it, and he read it. Right? Like, this is a da that's a really dangerous game. Right? Um, and so it is the word of God and it is a pillar of our faith, but without it being expressed in community where you can give it context, yeah. um, it is it, for people who do not have a basis in faith, who have not encountered a living God, it's just, it could just be a book. Yeah. Don't go out there. You must be saved. I mean, it's, it's like going and sitting down in a classroom and the teacher handing you a, a math book and you're going, and he's going, go. 
And you're like, uh... Well, and even, like, at least a textbook is... It's not a textbook. It's a book of stories. Um, and so that's the other thing I like. Yeah. It's, I, I do not like the phrase ba- basic instruction before leaving Earth. I hate that for two reasons, actually. Oh, okay. uh, one um, is the way the Bible teaches is not basic instruction, right? It is not just read this thing cover to cover and you will understand everything there is to know about God, right? Um, because it is written over a thousand. It, it was written 2000 years ago and longer um, or 1900 years ago is written between 1900 and 4,000 years ago, right? So it's like between one and 2,000 years yeah. worth of writing. It is written in a style of two to 5,000 years ago. Um, and it is it is the word of God, right? It is divinely inspired. I, I, I take nothing out of I take nothing away from that. Um, but sometimes to really understand the depth of God's wisdom, in contained within you need to experience it in community and in line with a relationship with god maybe they should say big instructions before leaving earth yeah yeah Um, Yeah. and also we are not just interested in the leaving earth part i just i'm gonna (laughs) so long like we are not a religion based on in the morning you realize that the so long and thanks for all the fish is making fun of us Uh making fun Mm -hmm. of us Uh right that joke about the dolphins leaving before it gets bad is a joke on christians Mm -hmm. it's one of the reasons i really like that line and reflect on it often that we are not the religion that just looks at all the people and go oh you're about to get blown up now nah, so long and thanks for all the fish yeah. where are the dolphins in that story some good stuff out here uh back on when we were talking about uh the proof a year ago <laughs> but people who get proof rationalize it away yes sometimes. right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. and then just saying you must be saved or have you been saved people will say saved from, from, saved from what? what right yeah who, who's after right. me right, right. this right. is so again I, it's kind of like the same the same tag I, I used to like the Jehovah Witness would, or whatever would come knock on my door. Have you found Jesus? And I didn't like, know he was lost. I didn't know he was lost. It was my I, it was my job <laughs> to find him. I, I didn't know he was lost. Right. And so this is like I think at the core, what I'm you know there's a lot of things that happen in this scripture, but the core of where I'm going with this scripture, um, for this week is understanding that here here in this scripture is the challenge of the evangelistic task. Right. Is how hard this is because and because Thomas has been primed to hear about a risen Lord. He's been walking with Jesus, been talking about Jesus. He sat through the entire lecture that is John's version of um, the Last Supper, where Jesus talked about this a lot Uh for chapters. Um, that was like a four hour long dinner. And it was mostly Jesus talking the way John remembers it. Right. I wonder. He that's sat a, next to him. That's a, this is a story for a different day. So I wonder how much of the like, <laughs> did Jesus really say all of that at the Last Supper, John, or did you just like fall asleep at some point? Um, and I remember Jesus said all of these things at some point. I'm going to put it all in the Last Supper, anyways. I have a whole right. thought. I have whole thoughts on John's recollection of the Last Supper. I definitely agree. Jesus said all those things. I, all of those at dinner that night. Four chapters of dinner. No, John. It didn't happen that way, John. Um, anyways, um, far be it for me. <laughs> it reminds me of. It reminds me of. A, what was it? It was, was it Jimmy Kimmel the other night. I don't talking, know, dude. Yeah, I don't watch TV. It was Jimmy Kimmel. He was talking about Happy Good Friday, and he was like, uh, 
he said, uh, you know, he, he showed the picture of the Last Supper, and he's like, yeah, all the disciples sit on the same side. Right, yeah, I mean, that's, well, okay, <laughs> I can get into this. It was kind of like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. We need a uh, table for 24. Oh, really? How many? Are so- There's going to be 12, 12 of us. 12. 13, 13. 13, yeah. Jesus yeah. is a person. Yeah. Um, so, um, my husband and I sit next to each other and, miss, and still miss things we say. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm, I'm a hearing problem. <laughs> yeah, right. Anyways, um, but this, you know, go ahead, Scott. Yeah, I was just going to say um, another thing that I think is interesting on this about the difficulty is it's also what hits new converts in the face. Because when you're first saved, you have this huge abundance of enthusiasm and eagerness to run out. And I remember some of my on-fire moments of literally door-to-door knocking on doors, uh, going in and ministering to people in bars when I was 18. Oh. Um, and, uh, I mean, I've you know, done a lot of barmen. I've done a lot of barmen. Preaching in the parking lots of... Uh-huh. You know, plaza and stuff like that. You you have this excitement, and you people look at you and you get the door shut in your face, uh-huh. or people are like mocking you and things like that. And it's a quick hit to, because you you have this idea, you've seen the light, and you assume uh-huh. everyone else is going to quickly see the light as well, and you oftentimes forget how long it may have taken. I for guess you I to say realize. that at your level, it takes well, a minute. And this is the you know this is also the like the arrogance of the of the young evangelist, right? Um, I of the like oh, no, they just haven't done it well enough. Yeah, <laughs> all, you know all these people talking about how hard this is. No, no, they just have I I I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna yeah, get it. I have the answer to it. I have the answer. As these folks just haven't figured it out, and then you know you kind of sit on the other side. You know, as the church turnaround guy, right? Who I spent my life in the slog of how hard it is to you know. And then you're humbled. Right. Right side, you know, you know, right, rewrite redirection religious organizations is like my specialty. And so I often find myself sitting back as like the wizened old hand going, yeah, yep, yeah, go, uh huh, yeah, you're gonna turn this thing around, you're gonna turn this thing around immediately. You're gonna show up and you're gonna be the light of God, uh huh, I'll see you in a week. And see, and that's how I feel. <laughs> Call me, I'll be here for you. And that's how I feel about Thomas is, you know, Thomas didn't have, uh, he questioned his faith. Sure, fair. And he, and Jesus humbled him really quick and said, look, you know, here, here, check it out. No, but Jesus, hand, you know, but, you know. but Jesus wasn't just humbling him. He was humbling all of them. Exactly. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, right? Exactly. Because all of them have had the gift of seeing him directly, right. face right. to face, right? And so what, he, what Jesus is actually saying is, in some ways, he is humbling the other disciples more than he is humbling Thomas, right? Yeah, he's he, meeting he, Thomas where he was at. Right, he's meeting Thomas where he's at, and, and you mm-hmm. know. Um, and it, so this is not like doubt is bad. This is just saying, guys, evangelism is really hard. And these are two people who were ready for it. Our right. world is not ready for it. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with questioning your faith. Right. No, you got the not. answer right there in front of your face. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, are we really going to believe that not one of those guys was not ADHD in some way? Uh, Peter. <laughs> Peter. 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 Yes, what was Peter's, uh, you know. Him, main one. Uh, sometimes it's a deep discussion that brings results, like the Jehovah's Witness and the Catholics trying to convert each other. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, oh, yes. boy. Yeah. That'd be, ooh, yeah. 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 Which, uh, that's that's how uh, Joe's parents right. came yeah, to yeah. move. But anyway. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then Thomas can't be so bad since so many people are named after yeah, him. Sure, yeah. There's some Aren't really you cool, there's some really cool people I know. <laughs> I, uh, I know, right? Some played. families take that name and yeah, just keep going. I think four times over, right? It's actually six. Six? Technically, yeah. I played Thomas. You played Thomas, uh, yeah, in the show. Um, Three years ago. Right. So, like, again, this is not, like, Thomas is not, if anyone's the problem. Shout out to Miss Mary. 
If 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 if, <laughs> if, if anyone is the problem here, it's not Thomas. Mm-mm. It's the other disciples when they think themselves far better than Thomas True. because they had already seen, right? And it is a reminder to all of them what their ch- when as Jesus gives them the strength and power to do this is this task is going to be hard. Mm, yeah. It is going to be hard to reach a skeptical and burned out world. Um, that's probably as good a place as any to bring this sucker in for a landing. Um, thank you so much for joining us um, on a post-Easter edition of Scripture Talk. Yeah. We'll be back uh, next week, uh, next Monday, um, at uh, 6 p.m. for another edition. Mm-hmm. If you have any feedback for us, we really do enjoy um, a live audience. Um, and so you join us live um, every 6 p.m. Monday, fa- uh, Palestine, excuse me, Facebook.com slash Palestine Grace Church. Um, you can also just leave comments after the fact, and we'll read them. Uh, leave it on Facebook on our YouTube channel, um, on our website, uh, palestinegrace.com slash videos. You can also email us, gracechurchpalestine at gmail.com. If you're looking for an audio-only version of the show, it is available. Just search Scripture Talk um, in your podcatcher of choice, and it should pop up. Um, in the meantime, go in peace, do love, and serve the Lord. And fear not, stay well. God is with us. Or do. And it's okay. <laughs> if don't being a doubting Thomas is what you got from that scripture, you didn't read it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Falls under the things we want scripture to say. <laughs> <laughs>